Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. One and two. Ben already the pitch. Swing and a miss. He struck him out. A 94-mile-per-hour splitter. That strikes out Grossman, and that was Grossman. And the Pirates win the opener of this series Six to four, Marcato, the hitting hero, and Luis Ortiz, his first major league win. Joe Block, on that call, he's got so many good calls he's bringing out of the uh, out of the can this year because uh, Pirates are doing well, better than they have in recent years past. That was gross, man. Who love it though? The Pirates win. And guess what? The Brewers lost yesterday. So now. We've got a tie again for the NL Central lead in Major League Baseball. How about that? The the Astros routed the Brewers yesterday in Milwaukee 12-2. And the Pirates beat the AL West leading Texas Rangers 6-4. Huh. How about that? So uh, the Astros get helped out a little bit in the AL West. Gained some ground on the Texas Rangers. And the Pirates... Gain enough ground on the Brewers to now have a tie again for the NL Central lead. They're both 25 and 22. And they're both doing kind of mediocre in their last 10. The Brewers, 5 and 5 in their last 10. The Pirates, now 4 and 6. That's definitely better than 2 and 8. 1 and 9, where it was to begin the month. The big scary team, though, coming. Kind of sneaking up on the rest of the NL Central. It's the St. Louis Cardinals, the only team with over five wins in their last 10. The Cardinals, 7-3 and three in their last 10. The Cardinals, 21-28. and 28. They're five games out of first place in the NL Central. But I wouldn't worry about that too much right now. Let's just celebrate one win at a time. The Pirates beat the Rangers yesterday, and the Brewers lost. And the Brewers have run into a hot Astros team, which might benefit the Pirates in this tiny stretch. Again, it's May. It's a marathon. We've already established that. You've heard me talk about that. You've heard callers call in, talk about that. It's a marathon. It's not a sprint. So where the Pirates are in May does not necessarily reflect where they'll be come postseason time. That's fine. But, you know, let's just appreciate this right now. The Pirates have a share of first place in the NL Central. So that's a good thing. If you want to call, react to the Pirates win, react to the Pirates in general, give me a call, 412-928-9370. 
is the phone number. You can also tweet at me on Twitter at Callus underscore three three. That's C A L L A S underscore three three. And we'll chat. Talk about the Pirates. I got some comments about Ben Roethlisberger and his comments that I want to address briefly a little bit later, but let's just focus on the Pirates here for a minute. Luis Ortiz, first Major League win. First winning decision as a Major League pitcher. I mean, he pitched for the Pirates before. That was kind of weird to hear, admittedly, um, when I found that news out through Joel Nelson, who did the headlines overnight. It doesn't feel like that was his first Major League win because he pitched last year, and he was you know so highly touted. I didn't realize he didn't get a win. He didn't get a winning decision when he pitched last year. So that was kind of weird to hear. And I know he, he struggled a little bit to start this season. He definitely didn't get any wins in his first one or two starts that he had. But now he's got a major league win. Awesome. Tuca Pita Marcano with a grand slam that turned out to be the deciding factor in the game. His first major league grand slam. So that's exciting. Pirates got the best of Dane Dunning, the starting pitcher, and also the Texas Rangers bullpen didn't help too much. A little scary to know that David Bednar kind of had a had a blip last night, gave up a home run late. But uh, all's well that ends well, let's say. Maybe not too much to be worried about there. Things happen here and there, but the Pirates had a big enough lead that uh, they could afford to give up two runs. Late in the game. So now we're starting to see we're starting to see a slight balance. We're starting to see a slight balance. If the offense performs like that, I mean I'm looking down the box score. Two hits from McCutcheon. A knock for Brian Reynolds. Jack Sawinski had a hit and a walk. Carlos Santana had a hit. So a healthy balance of hits getting on base. And then one big swing to Capita Marcano. The big blast that separated the Pirates from the Rangers far enough that the ninth inning two-run home run by Josh Young didn't matter. So it's all good. Now, there's been a narrative kind of going around when the Pirates were losing here in May and they're still going to, or when they were continuing to lose. We don't know what's going to happen in this series. We can hope for the best. The Pirates won the first game of the series against the Diamondbacks before dropping two. So maybe there is some rationale for pessimism. But I've been hearing I've been hearing a good bit uh from people that are saying that uh you know this is supposed to happen, you know if you have a strong month or you know it's going to balance out eventually. There's going to be an equalizer that's going to bring this team back to reality. And I kind of I I don't know what reality is as it relates to the Pirates anymore. It could be just because the NL Central is weak this season. It could be because we don't want to believe that after such a strong start, this team could have fallen so far. It's hard to it's hard to gauge exactly what reality is for this team. If they were able to perform well at one point in the season, they shouldn't have an equal reaction again and again and again. Because I hear this, you know, oh, the losing's the losing's going to stop, or you know, it's going to balance out, and then maybe they'll be fine. I said it yesterday that you know everybody got to stay calm, and you know some of the callers that I heard after the Diamondbacks 
or the loss to the Diamondbacks on Sunday. They were just just a bit nonsensical. Not not great calls. You know, I think a lot of people were just overreacting to some of their emotions to the point where O'Neill Cruz needs to play first base when he comes back and um Polancos and Agilar need to be consistent role players on this team. We're not going that far. But I think there is a point. I think there is a realistic point where we just have to sit here and and when we reflect on this team and the success in April that uh, continued losses are not okay. There's got to be some point where we go, okay, we can't have another five, six, one month as uh, May comes to a close here. We can't uh, have that little losses in one month. The, there is going to be a reality check where the team's going to lose more games than it wins in a month. I, I I can believe that. But they can't. With the way this team performed in April, I just can't. I can't fathom that another month like this could or should happen. I guess is is what I'm trying to say. But I hear I hear a lot of you know, well. This team, uh, you know, they're supposed it's supposed to happen like that. It's going to balance out. I, I just don't like that perspective anymore. And I'm glad that the Pirates won yesterday because it kind of makes it a little bit easier to talk about this because, you know, winning cures all. If they would have lost again, though, that still would have been, what, three wins in May? Three, four wins in May. I mean, they haven't won many games this month, and, and that's – there's just got to be some point where the reality check here – is more like, well, no, this team is capable of more, but the pieces aren't put together right. Or there just doesn't seem to be that the team's motivated. Whatever the whatever the case may be, there's got to be some point where if, if they don't continue this winning stretch, that we, we don't accept the losses as much as we are. We don't just say, oh, this, this was never the Pirates' year. It is important to capitalize on a season when you're – in contention for the division lead. I think it's important to understand that too. The Pirates have what is an unprecedented opportunity right now. The NL Central is a is a bit weaker this year. Okay, right now the St. Louis Cardinals are in bad shape. I think the Pirates are going to play the Cardinals toward the end of the month or the beginning of June. So the Pirates have an opportunity coming up here to beat down a Cardinals team that is starting to get a little bit hot. Is starting to climb up the ranks. They've passed the Cardinals. The Cardinals are fourth of five team, uh, fourth of five teams in the NL Central. So it, this is a great time. This is a great opportunity to to have a bit of optimism and for the Pirates to kind of charge forward. Not with everything. I understand they want to be conservative in some manners, but with the players that are on the roster right now, understand the opportunity that you have. And the players go out and execute. The pitchers execute pitches properly. The hitters get on base, get those timely hits, come through in the clutch. Manager Derek Shelton got to make the proper decisions, manage that bullpen well. And you come together and you can capitalize on that Cardinals series coming up in a couple series. And you beat down the Cardinals and, and keep your leverage at the top of the division. But this is important. I don't think we should go as extreme as some of those callers that I featured yesterday. But I also think that we don't need to be so reserved as to go, oh, well, we should have expected this to happen. There's got to be a balance. 
because the Pirates have a unique opportunity this season, and they should not let it go to waste. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Ted from Mount Washington wants to weigh in. Go ahead, Ted. Hey, real quick about the Pirates. Well, to me, the reality is this is a young, inconsistent team that's learning to win. There's, I mean, what, what we have here is, is a surprise. No one expected this team to even be in contention, let alone being, you know, second in the in the division, which is a really bad division. Well, now they're tied for first. The Brewers lost yesterday. Well, yeah, they're tied for first. I mean, but let's enjoy what we have. Unless they do a trade to really cement this season, I don't see the Pirates really, you know, maybe being competitive and making a couple of wins, but this is not a, a, a team that's going to win this division. I'm just, I'm just sorry. They got holes at first. They got, you know, the pitching staff is all right, but it's inconsistent too. Their hitting is it's kind of shabby, and the way they, you know, they use the strategy to steal bases, you can only do that so much if you, if you can't hit. I mean, it's, it's small ball. They don't really have a power hitter. Well, Ted, let me so ask you. you holes. Let me ask you this to it. Do you really expect them? We had the strong month of April, weak month of May. Do you really expect them to be so bad that they have another month or two months where they only win five or six games? Do you expect that? I, I expect these guys to fade unless they make a trade. Okay, I'm be honest. You can see it. McCutcheon is 36. You got another veteran on first. Unless you get somebody to come in here and maybe another pitcher, there's no way they can keep this up. That's just the reality. Outfield is average at best. I mean, you got to look at them for what what they are, not for what you want them to be. They need help. And, you know, right now they got a couple pitchers that are doing pretty good. But you look at their pitching staff, you know, it's all right. It's not really, you know, I wouldn't say that, in, you know, a, a dominant murderous row. So I think I think we had this fantasy that you know these, these pirates are going to do this, they're going to do that. I'm telling you, they're a year ahead of schedule. You know, I mean, just accept sure. the fact what they are. Enjoy enjoy the moment, but to have these huge expectations and you're looking at these holes, I, I don't think you know you, you really look at reality and what they are. All right, Ted, I hear you. Thanks for the call. Yeah, not a bad take. Not a bad take. I'm just upset, and I and I get we don't want to have that high of expectations. There's got to be a balance, but I'm just talking about, like, there can't be another month. I mean, I, there's, I have some expectations now based on the month of April, which maybe might be unrealistic. Maybe they are ahead of schedule. Maybe they just had a month where they all balled out and then teams caught up with them. That's fair. I just, when we talk about, you know, their hot start in April and then their collapse in May, there can't be another collapse. And I want to believe, I want to believe in in many cases that they're not going to have another collapse in May or like May in a, in a future month here in the season. 
they have a realistic shot of winning the division. And Ted doesn't think that they, they will, and they may very well fade. But for them to lose realistic contention of the division, they would have to have consistent five or six win months, and I just can't see that happening, and I don't want to believe that that's going to happen. Maybe that's just my optimism. Maybe the rest of you are expecting that after a month like May that it could happen over and over and over again. Could a month of April happen again? I don't see that as realistic as well. I want to believe that they're going to find a balance where they can have a healthy amount of series wins in the coming months and finish over 80 wins. Again, I have them at 84. I really, really hope that that happens. But I guess it is just a hope. And maybe it is an unrealistic expectation. I don't know. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 